So uh, I'm Jen from Blitz and Roundhouse at UNSW, and we're here with local Sydney band Stumps today. Uh, we have Kyle, vocalist, Merrick, the bass player, and Johnny on the drums. Uh, they have a 29 EP called Just Another Stay at Home Son, and an amazing album you released at the end of 2020 called All Our Friends, with hit single of Had Enough. I also know she have a very recent single called By Myself that you released in August. Uh, I love this song and I heard you finished writing it over Zoom. So I'd love to hear about that process, like why you decided to pick it up again, because I know you started it a little while ago and then how you actually like made the music over Zoom. Yeah, it was, um, it was sort of just a point of necessity for us. Like we, we were just sort of trying to scratch an itch where we were trying to write during that first lockdown where everyone was sort of unsure as to when it was going to finish. We weren't really sure how to. Uh, there were all these promises made. And so we were just like, sod it, let's try and figure this thing out over Zoom. And we had the, uh, the amazing Fletcher Matthews sort of help us through that process. And uh, as to by myself, it was, uh, we'd sort of written it well, sort of during the album, while we were writing the album, it just sort of got left on the cutting room floor and we never really finished it off. We sort of went down a sort of bung street or a bit of a cul-de-sac writing wise with that song and we just sort of left it. And then, uh, yeah, we used it as a bit of an impetus to start writing again and writing over Zoom, which well, was, uh, yeah, yeah we, were, we were, it was kind of successful. We were kind of surprised and now we've been sort of using that skill set that we learned during writing it almost yeah. today just trying to get through this lockdown i'm sure i took a bit of adapting to communicating over zoom and all of that um i was wondering if you have a favorite song that you um might have released and why is it significant to you i'll let the other boys kick this one off um i think my favorite songs that we put out so far is mount pleasant um i think it was like the the song that felt the most like special playing it together the first time I like had that really kind of like well this is a this is a cool moment feeling from that one probably more so than the others and then when it was finished still had it so I think you know just based on that kind of feeling it's been probably my favorite I like that song too yeah okay well um have you guys always been interested in music? Like, was it the dream to be in a band? And um, how did you get involved in music? Mine definitely was. Um, I, I guess I, I sort of went down a couple of different roads and tried to assess all the options and everything, but everything sort of just sort of started coming back to music. And I tried my best to <laughs> make it a career and still trying to uh, with this project. And I absolutely love these boys. Uh, they've been... Uh, a very formative uh, their previous band perspectives were a super formative band for our friendship group and so when I got the chance to play with those guys there was definitely no way that I was saying no and yeah we've sort of ended up here it's definitely it's definitely been a massive goal of mine to be able to be a self-sustained musician that's amazing and what about you John and Merrick um, how did music start for you I, well, me and Merrick went to primary school a long time ago, but we didn't really know each other then. But uh, we, we started playing together in bands when we were like 16, 17. And we haven't stopped since. 
And um, as Kyle was saying, we had an old band, which was kicking along for a while. And it just started wrapping up around the time that we made good friends with Kyle and he approached us with a handful of songs and it was just the perfect timing. And it just catapulted what is Stumps now and haven't looked back since. Yeah, so um, would you like to share anything more about like how you guys came together as a band? How did you guys meet? Uh, well, Merrick's my younger brother. Uh, yes, surrogate younger brother. <laughs> he's been my uh, he's been my brother's best friend since uh, since high school. So he's always been around at my place, and uh, I I sort of went through the strangeness of adolescence and <laughs> fell in and out of different friendship groups and. The one constant that was around me was my brother's friendship group. And uh, it was always them out the back having drinks on a Friday night or a Thursday night before Motorvale Pub or whatever it was. And uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be locked in my room sort of moping, being like, oh, my brother's got friends around. Like, I don't have any friends and all of that. And then I'd just end up going out and be like, all right, I'll go and say hi. And I'd end up being out there for like five hours. And so it just a, a beautiful little friendship sort of bloomed from that. And I sort of realized that this was the friendship group that I always wanted. So I might as well just join it. It doesn't have to be my brother's <laughs> friendship That's group. Beautiful. It could be mine too. So that was sort of where, where we all met one another. It was always based around music, especially mm -hmm. the, the hardcore scene for these boys. There were a lot of bands that were uh, playing those shows and so we they all just sort of surrounded one another and the the mateship and the just how strong a connection they had with one another was something very enviable and so i i definitely wanted to be as much a part of it as i possibly could that's so such a great story of coming together um now we might this might be a sore subject but i was gonna ask about your last live gig that you did and um did you know it would be your last gig that's, that's very said. nostalgic i uh, i mean looking back now uh, i feel like so happy that we were able to sneak that tour in it seemed like every show was sort of marred with a little bit of a is it going to go ahead is it not going to go mm -hmm. ahead and i think that we missed each sort of each breakout or each lockdown by probably a week yeah, so I felt that oh, we, we wow. were kicking it. We were sort of kicking it in the van up to Brisbane, and we found out that someone at Brisbane Airport had it. We weren't sure whether Anastasia was going to lock it down or not, and we were always just sort of hoping. And we came through every single time. We've been very, very fortunate to get that tour in. So it's definitely not a a sore topic in any way, shape, or form. I feel extremely, extremely lucky to have been able to have had that moment to share the album properly with everyone. And mm -hmm. now, now, yeah, it, it, I definitely miss live music. But knowing that show, we definitely didn't know that it was going to be our last one. We thought that it was just going to keep on going and we were going to be on tour, I think, right now. Yeah, yeah, I think our tour was supposed to start tonight. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> I was only thought about that because, like, one of my mates asked me, he's like, oh, you had to tour, push the tour back. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was supposed to be today. I think we're supposed to be in, like, Adelaide or Melbourne tonight and then every weekend after that so um yeah I think obviously a shame to push this one back but yeah getting the album tour in was um yeah super lucky to be able to do that mm -hmm. 
And what's so special about live performances? Like, tell me how they make you feel. Do you want to kick us off, John? Yeah, it's just, oh, it's hard to really, unless you've done it, I guess, like having your own songs, playing them on a stage, you sort of think about that moment when you're playing them to other people. And particularly for the last couple of shows, I guess for us, the last couple of tours, having seen the more and more people singing back the songs back to us. Um, it's just really something you can't, you can't really think of until you're up on that stage and experiencing it. And it's just, it's like a drug. You just want, you want more and more of it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. it's, yeah, it's really special. Yeah. And I really miss it. It definitely is. Like it's, it's, it's such a strange sort of euphoria and you like just being people of the 21st century there's so much self-doubt with when you're creating and writing and there's so much sort of tension in throughout the entire process where you're going is this good enough is this not good enough am i worthy enough for this you see people start flooding through the door and the, all the nerves and the butterflies start kicking off and it's just this enormous release uh, at the very end because when you're in the set it's really really hard to take it for what it is it's really hard to be in the moment you want to put on the best show that you could possibly put on and so you're you're focusing so much on technique and breathing and trying not to sweat all over your pedal board and it's <laughs> it's a really it's a really tricky sort of moment but then as soon as you sort of have a little moment uh like i did during this um and i'm sure the other boys did when we finished off with mount pleasant and the final uh chorus started chanting through like i didn't even need to sing through any of the choruses they were wow. that loud which was an insane feeling to, for a song that was written over a couple of days really and in a a very uh i guess vulnerable mood and like mood and sort of position mentally so it was it was a very very amazing and euphoric feeling and it's something that you don't really stop chasing and that probably makes it even stronger connection to the audience, having like a raw song like that. Massively, massively. Uh, do you have any funny stories of a crazy performance you guys have done or a weird location? Any chance to share something? Oh, the only one I can think of is Southport uh, at uh, the Gold Coast. Where we, uh, where we first, it was that like heavy metal <laughs> bar oh the dive like, bar the dive bar and we were we were heckled as soon as we stepped out of the driveway of the motel we no. were staying out with a with a homophobic slur as no. someone was driving past and we were like yeah we're definitely in the gold coast this is uh <laughs> it was it was a while <laughs> such a strange sort of uh yeah show this little dive bar was really really small we had uh Hallie and Jaguar Jones supporting us, which now just seems absolutely insane. Those girls are absolute superstars and incredible musicians. And we played to maybe five people. We played to them. <laughs> we, we pretty much just played to them. Like no one came into this, this dive bar on a Thursday night. And it was like littered with like 1980s, 1990s heavy metal paraphernalia it was yeah that was, a, that was a really strange gig. <laughs> yeah 
And we, we, it must have left an impression on us because we we took back the uh, all of our gear in shopping trolleys back to the main town. <laughs> oh, that was heaps of fun. <laughs> that was that was heaps of fun. <laughs> highlight of the night, probably. Yeah, definitely highlight of the night. I love to hear all those great stories and like bonding moments. Um, yeah. I was wondering, how is your experimentation? Because I know that's important to your music. Or thoughts about music in general change during lockdown? Because a lot of people have been like reflecting during this time. Um, so yeah. Yeah, do you, any of you boys have something to that? Because I could go. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess being in lockdown, not being able to see each other, um, we've just been learning to write over Zoom as we did with that latest single. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we've been meeting up maybe once or twice a week. Uh, every week just getting at a computer and we've been pretty productive with it. Just, you know, we've all got our own sort of little home studio set up and learning how to share ideas digitally has been a challenge, but um, something you've got to sort of learn new skills and we've been pretty productive with it, I think. Definitely. Definitely. It, it just feels like, I don't know, it kind of feels like you're wearing like a shoe that's too small in a way it feels it feels weird like you know the process of making music but something's just slightly off Mm -hmm. and it's just about trying to be as comfortable in those tiny shoes as possible (laughs) it's yeah it's a weird little metaphor for it but it was (laughs) yeah i'm so about it (laughs) the tiny i'm here for the tiny shoe (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's really strange like i I've had to sort of channel the whole creativity into something that's a little bit more, uh, I, I don't know, individual. It, or yeah, I was thinking. I, it, it, feels, it feels far more enclosed, whereas before sharing something has this sort of fear because you can, you can sort of read someone's face, whether or not they mm-hmm. like it or not, or you can have that instantaneous either gratification or rejection. And with over Zoom, it can kind of be that slight bit where you're, you sort of start to second guess yourself a hell of a lot more because I think there's just a little bit more time mm-hmm. that uh, yeah it's it's a little strange so as soon as you adapt to the process I think the creativity behind it is sort of treating it a touch more like work being able to sit down and giving yourself the time rather than just sort of having these whims of inspiration sort of flow over you whether you're at a house party or whether you're out going for a run or something like that whatever it may be it's sort of got it I've found myself that it needs to be a a touch more regimented Mm -hmm. because I I relied so heavily especially on the first album to draw from stupid stories that we've all had that being out in something completely unrelated to music I, I find those a lot of humanity in those stories and I find a lot of inspiration in it. And so now because I don't have those stories because no one's going out, it, it feels like it's just got to channel slightly into different areas, which is exciting as well because it's definitely made me a better producer and it's definitely made me a better songwriter over this format. So yeah, there's, well, there's pluses great. and minuses, but you just mm-hmm. sort of got to take it for what it is. It's just like an opportunity to create something different that might not have otherwise happened. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, you'll land on a, a little glockenspiel line that you may not have 
otherwise because you didn't have a glockenspiel <laughs> when you're in the in the room you've been, like you can have every a, song every song <laughs> glockenspiels in every song that's what's happened to us during lockdown is this percussive nightmare have you guys reached out to any other musicians during this time uh, we wrote a track with my brother uh bray fisher from dear seattle and oh, yeah. uh that was heaps of fun so we uh i mean we, we chat to each other every single week anyway so it, was, <laughs> it kind of felt kind of felt like home but um i think beforehand we were definitely chatting to a bunch of other musicians to try and get a session locked in but uh yeah no we had outside of bray we haven't really chatted too much um but prior to this lockdown we uh were able to reach out to a bunch of amazing musicians who are good friends of ours to remix i just saw you just dropped those remixes stuff. yeah it, it was a it was a very very cool thing we uh it's like, oh better bring that up yeah yeah we kind of <laughs> we kind of had a weird little moment where we um we wanted to do an extended edition and we weren't really sure whether the other b-sides were up to scratch or whether or not we were invested enough in it and we remembered all of these fantastic records from the early 2000s that whole indie pop scene where block party and phoenix and foals and all of these amazing artists they would all release these remix albums off the end of it and they were absolutely un unreal there's <laughs> one there's one of um a block party song the name's escaping me but fortet did a remix of it i remember listening to that in like 2005 and it blowing my mind and so yeah we thought yeah let's try and put out the uh put out the feelers let's see if any of our good friends uh want to jump onto it have all our friends remix all our friends and uh yeah <laughs> it, it, it sort of yeah it was it was a nice little bow to put on to an amazing little uh yeah an amazing moment for us i was um yeah i was extremely stoked listening back to those remixes and seeing what they've done with it I think they're incredible. I just listen to them all. I love how all your songs are like so different. Um, what do yeah, you think? Oh, sorry. No, go. You go. You go. <laughs> uh, what do you think is the best way to support musicians during this time? Like to the viewers, what, what would you recommend to them? Do you want to kick us off, Merrick? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's obviously like a weird time for fans of music who like probably have tickets to heaps of shows that are like getting rescheduled and like it's probably difficult to um you know know how to channel that but i think i'd like to see a lot more um you know like bray like kyle's brother's been doing this like chatting to a different artist every friday um and just seeing how they're going and i think it would be really cool to see more um artists do that and just share it with the public um, and I think, you know, as a, as a punter, it'd be cool to watch like your favorite artists talk about just life in general, because, you know, obviously there's not much art going on in terms of, you know, creativity and um, that they, that fans can consume. So I think it'd be cool to see more stuff like that of just kind of breaking down the barrier between fan and, and artist in, in those sort of platforms. So I think that'd be a cool thing to see a bit more of at least until we're out of lockdown and, and they can you know finally go to the shows they've got tickets for and stuff like that well feel free to share here today about your life <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's exactly like that's yeah. why this is great and this whole thing yeah, that you exactly. guys are doing of of having a chat with artists and 
you know, when this came up, we were like, yeah, that's absolutely the kind of thing that we want to be doing. So exactly what you're doing is cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's totally. Amazing. Like, we appreciate it so much. It's uh, kind of nice to start talking about these things. I guess because you constantly have these shower conversations <laughs> during lockdown where you're you're trying to run through this dialogue in your head and trying not to fall further into insanity. And so actually having a purpose for this is very very cathartic. So thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad to help your insanity not happen. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> <It's> appreciative. <laughs> um, who have you guys been listening to this time? Have you fallen in love with any new artists or anything? Oh, I'll hit it off. Little Sims. I just listened Ooh. to a new record, Introvert. Oh, yeah. man. So, so good. Big fan of that. Um, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Black Country, New Road, some sort of proggy rock sort of stuff. Um, what I've been listening to a fairly eclectic amount of music. But yeah, I guess uh, those two would be the two off the top of my head that I've been rinsing a lot recently. I'd have to say locally um, the new sophisticated dingo song day in the life has been getting lots of play from me. It's just like a wavesy kind of punk rock tune, but it's heaps of fun. Um, and then not so locally, the new Dave record, we're all alone in this together is sick record. That's probably what I've been listening to most. What about you, John? All I've been listening to like, since it came out, has been that new Turnstile record. Um, yeah, that. that is such stop. a good record. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Um, yeah, record. then um, I discovered this band called Shame from the UK earlier in the year, and they put out a record which is dope as well. Is that drunk? Um, think? Yeah, it's such so a good, good record. Man. Check them so out. Um, yeah. Those two albums have been getting a lot of spins recently. Do you always try to like broaden your music taste, try listening to different types of music? I definitely do. Uh, I, I guess maybe not broaden. I think I've got like seven or eight little yeah. sort of pigeonholes that I'll constantly <laughs> return to and sort of shuffle through. And they're fairly eclectic in themselves, but I, I haven't really ventured too far out. I think even just the albums we all just named then were pretty all over the place. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> example. Um, yeah, we all bring our different interests into it, which is cool when it comes into like the writing room when you have these little tastes of everything come together. Um, probably, as you said, why the album is so eclectic in its way. Yeah. Like there's a lot of influences going into our writing process and I think that shows. Yeah, it's definitely reflective of that 100%. Uh, and uh, if you have any fellow local musicians you want to give a shout out to because they don't have sort of the opportunity to advertise themselves, um, just wondered if you had any local bands you wanted to give a shout out to. It's been so long since I've been to a local show. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'd, I'd happily shout out all of the, like the amazing new Clues record, uh, a massive shout out to Rave Tapes for jumping onto our remix. Uh, Juno Disco, who did theirs. Kitchen Boy, who released their... Um, their Kitchen <laughs> Boy. Yes, Kitchen Boy. <laughs> very <laughs> best. Um, yeah. God, just, even just Sophisticated Dingo, who we played with in Melbourne at that Penny Black show. Peggy Black? 
Penny Black. Peggy. I don't Penny. remember. Not Penny Black. <laughs> you, um, I'm surprised you remember, Johnny. <laughs> never forget those steps. <laughs> um, yeah, Kitchen Boy for sure. Um, Aeroplane Mode from Melbourne. 100%. Amazing band. Um, Melaleuca from Brizzy. I've been listening to quite a bit. Um, yeah, the Grenade Jumper Band. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Thanks for that. Uh, so no. I wanted to go deeper into your like experimentation on your albums because you've said that like you don't want to ever get bored with your music. Um, so does this come naturally? Like you always make different sounds or do you have to like push each other to try and make some new sounds? Um, I, I think it's kind of a, a weird process. A lot of it's very, like, a lot of it comes through our eclectic sort of music taste in specifically and individually. And the amalgamation of that sort of turns into something of a monstrosity. And so it's about, at least for us, it's about reining that in uh, to get like the final product. And usually, however we try to rein that in, will end up in some way shape or form completely different to how we originally started it and so it's uh, i think that a lot of the experimentation comes from the trust that we have in each other's skills and in each other's uh honesty with whether or not we like a certain section whether we like a lyric a certain part and whatever direction we'll usually choose is very based in that uh that process so the experimentation is very very collaborative usually what it will be what how it will start is our complete lack of fear of judgment from the other boys just being just going hey this this thing what do you think and if they really don't like it no worries but if they really do like it maybe we could take it into some sort of direction how are we going to try and contextualize this what's our reference for it what can we draw inspiration from other people and usually as soon as we get to that sort of stage, the other, like we'll all have such varying references for the mm -hmm. direction that we want the song to go, that that will in turn take us down a path that is quite unique. So a lot of the songs do end up all over the place and then it'll eventuate into us giving our producer this kaleidoscope <laughs> of songs. And us having to try and rein all of that into a, a, a solid project that's somewhat listenable, and you can't. You no, can't. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah we we were we were really really proud of it, and we knew it from the start that the songs were very very eclectic, and the different energies were so eclectic. So we mm. tried to lean into that direction as much as we possibly could, and I think that we're still doing that. And yeah, like you said. I, I think it's definitely just from us not wanting to be bored and us finding inspiration in something that the other lads haven't uh, heard yet and we can sort of share through an idea. So mm -hmm. I, I, find, I find that that's sort of where our experimentation comes through. It's definitely through collaboration. 
Yeah, and a lot of your music's like really energetic and I've heard you say it's like music you can dance to. Is that like important for you with like live performances in mind or just so it's fun for you guys? I think I think it's just a bad habit at this point. <laughs> were, you right? were you right? Songs so fast. I don't know what it is. I it's just insane the the amount cool. of times that we would bring these songs, like the very, very start when we brought these songs uh from our sort of like writing sessions into the production studio they were so quick they were <laughs> like unbearably quick I it was like just so rapid that now it's sort of that energy and that anxiety uh -huh. almost that feeling is sort of still prevalent even when we have dropped the tempo a little bit so I think that it definitely comes from us wanting to play things as live as possible being on stage having that energy having that endorphin rush mm -hmm. as much like that feeling and trying to simulate that within a song as much as possible so i i think through that we've developed the, the bad habit of whenever we write a song we know now that we've got to drop it by 5 bpm <laughs> it's just default now it's just like, <laughs> we literally yeah. import a project to fletch's computer drop the tempo 5 bpm all right, immediately <laughs> all right let's listen this should be palatable now <laughs> um and so i just wanted to hear more about like the songwriting process like do you guys um all write lyrics and instrumentals separately or like usually together um and i've seen this change that i think you mentioned it's like a little more individual now um yeah, it's yeah. definitely more individual for the ideas that we present but it's it's only simply because it is such a uh sort of a balanced forum to be able to have things on zoom having one person be in control of the oh, digital yeah. workspace and having different people have their ideas i think that our songwriting process has definitely been more collaborative recently usually it was uh it would start from from me with an acoustic guitar and a vocal melody and insane ideas sort of giving as much scope to the uh to the idea as possible and by showing everyone as much as we possibly could we'd all sort of veto different ideas we'd be able to sort of whittle it down to be a a nice honed product i guess so that's how it sort of originally was it was definitely uh, a bit of my love child but i think that now it's developed into something that is far more collaborative and far more uh as a collective project rather than just being simply like my brainchild it's definitely all of ours now and i'm really excited to get back into a room as soon as this lockdown is finished to be able to explore that and explore what we've learned through mm -hmm. these zoom sessions because i think that it'll only make us a hell of a lot better as songwriters yeah and even like for the last record, we went like booked a house away, like down the coast a few times for like a week and, and jammed ideas out together, which we'd never done before. And so I think like it's probably uh, maybe half the record came from quite like a organic collaborative space to begin with. Whereas previously it was often like Kyle would bring stuff to us and I'd add a bass part, Johnny would add drums and then we'd take it to Fletch. Um, but yeah, I think we were like, had wheels in motion to make it more collaborative towards the end of writing 
all our friends. And then now we're kind of like taking it that next level collaboratively. So um, yeah, I think we're definitely kind of set up to make it more and more that um, collaborative process, which I think, yeah, we're all pretty pumped on. Or at least Kyle says he's pumped on, but um, it, uh, <laughs> I definitely am. it's going I all right. Am. To be fair, most <laughs> of my ideas are absolute crap. So, <laughs> so it's nice. It's nice to sort of share share the load, so to speak. Do you guys have a lot of songs that you wrote that didn't go on the album? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. A... No. Yes. Yes. Actually, yeah. There were. There were. <laughs> I, I thought back to the from that uh, writing session that Merrick said, where we went to the. Uh, that went out to that little house in the middle of nowhere from that session i think we got the majority of the album tracks but we did another we did another writing session before that and not many if any got into that that. lot didn't get far yeah Yeah. that that lot really didn't get far i don't know one of those wasn't one of those tracks by myself yeah yeah one of those songs was by myself so, was that uh, in my garage? garage? Yeah, that was in yeah. your garage in uh, Willoughby. Yeah, nice. Nice. Oh, yeah, you can't really, like, creativity is a bit unpredictable sometimes, so. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think someone's really was... definitely, it definitely helps being in the middle of a garage in Willoughby, especially <laughs> that Willoughby house. <laughs> as gorgeous as it was, as glorious as the, the weird cat smell without a cat in that house was <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah garage is a very flattering term i'm not sure yeah yeah, yeah. den it was yeah. once a garage it was once a garage but yeah i i think being in this beautiful part of the kangaroo valley uh might have had something to do with the the whole writing process Maybe. yes no. absolutely i feel like a change Maybe. of scenery like it could be quite atmospheric making music. massively massively totally just being able to go out and have a fire and talk nonsense and wake up whenever feed the cows feed the cows they had like be able to throw the ball to the kelpie that wouldn't stop running (laughs) after the ball it was really really nice do you guys have any pets no johnny does i got a little doggy you got little chili little chili chili Love chili. Such a She's such an amazing volume to size ratio on chili. <laughs> For a tiny dog, she can get going. That's great. Oh, yeah. In the back of your music recordings, we have this dog. Yeah. <laughs> she almost made it into a music video. She almost really? did. Um, the, what song was it? Uh, we'll do it. We'll anyway. do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I did a little music video where I was pretty much between two ferns and just playing different instruments and I was going to have a little waltz with chili this, this wee little thing <laughs> and uh, she really didn't appreciate the limelight she uh, she shied away I'd love to see it yeah she she wasn't she wasn't a team player that day <laughs> I have no idea this happened I'm so glad I just found out about it <laughs> how to get cut because yeah. the lighting was off yeah, she was there in the evening, just in yeah, a, a diva, a bit of a diva complex. <laughs> well, yeah, tell me about um your experiences with making music videos. Like, how has that been? They've all been pretty good. That I mean, the the conversations video that Merrick and I had to endure 
we only had to endure it because it was it was it, <laughs> it was self-inflicted uh <laughs> we we went up to brisbane to shoot this music video and it was during big sound which was like the the big music conference for all oh, australian wow. artists it's absolutely enormous and this was the first time that uh we had, it was definitely the first time that I had really paid attention to it because I was never in a band before then. And so when we got up there, like the scenes were absolutely insane. It was just musicians everywhere, incredible, incredible performances. And like Merrick and I were just juiced on life. And I'm a bit of a Labrador at the best of times. So we were very excitable to have a couple of drinks with a couple of friends dear seattle were playing and so we were with we were with them until maybe 3 a.m at naporto's watching josh mccoy their drummer order a whole half chicken it was a it was a really strange moment and then merrick and i went all right we should probably get to bed thinking that it was a lot earlier than what it was and we had a 5 a.m call time so i think that it was about an hour turnaround between being out on the town and be, getting in full makeup, getting in dressing. And as soon as we turned up to this place, it was in the middle of nowhere in the sort of industrial parks of Brisbane. And we turned up to this uh, sort of car a dealership that had brought out all of these beautiful 1960s Australian uh, cars. And they were, everyone's so ready. This, this, like production was absolutely amazing and the talent turned up and we were we did not look good <laughs> we looked shocking and so we we had to endure uh poor merrick had to uh relieve himself a couple of times throughout the day a couple, couple of naps a couple of naps and uh while you were wearing that ridiculous 1960s fluoro <laughs> aerobics instructor <laughs> so uh yeah that outside of that one everything has been amazing we know exactly what we're getting into but that that was definitely a very steep learning curve and we were very yeah. very we were very very happy with the final product considering where we were at and how brilliant that uh production crew were they were they were so brilliant and so like amazing technically and just amazing people in general and still friends that we have today so yeah that was that was one hell of a that sounds so yeah good. yeah johnny was only, very only very ourselves happy to, to blame for that, that one a hundred percent a hundred percent it was all our own fault <laughs> <laughs> and i think we kept drinking later on that night for some reason like i uh, said yeah. labrador we, we got we, very excitable yeah we got there in the end. That we did, and I think the product was definitely it was it was a really really good music video. Better as a result, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. yeah, maybe maybe this was just a character choice that we <laughs> we really you can you can knew. truly see the the death in our eyes throughout, and it kind of plays into <laughs> it nicely. <laughs> Best music videos made on no sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But everything else we we've done with a couple of really really good friends and it's all been amazing i've been really really happy with all of our yeah something different music to do. yeah so. exactly exactly it's something that uh, i definitely didn't think about 
sort of creating an aesthetic when we started up this band. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, being able to shoot these music videos with uh, so many amazing friends has been like a really, really cool opportunity that I really didn't expect at the inception of Stumps. Uh, what do you guys think is so hard about breaking into the music industry? Or what experiences have you had? I mean, there's just a lot of really good artists out there. And like, I think the, you know, I think the quality, you know, obviously in Sydney, there's so much amazing music in Sydney, but then in, in the rest of the country as well. And, um, you know, for artists like us who are um, trying to break through and, and trying to do, you know, show as much of ourselves as we can. I think um, it's great to be in a really, you know, amazing kind of pool of, of, of great bands and it just forces us to kind of work harder and, and push through. And um, I think it's also nice that we have a really good relationship with artists around us who are doing similar stuff and we can, you know, chat to each other about, um, you know, the good, bad and whatever about trying to kind of break through and, and being a, a weekend musician kind of thing um, for now, um, but also, you know, encourage each other to make better music. And, and, you know, when one band breaks through and has that success, it's really nice to see everyone get around and support. So I think it's obviously challenging to be, you know, have great artists all around you, but I think it's um, only for the betterment of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have put it better myself. I think it's just that music's always been a difficult industry to get into. Yeah. So it's incredibly difficult and uh, it's definitely a massive passion project from its initiation. And so you've really got to want it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough, but it's so worth it. Well, it's great um, that you mentioned yeah. like good relationships with the bands around you because you can like pull from each other's energy and just um, make something Enormous great together. Thing. Yeah, it's such a strange 100%. thing, especially being on tour and you, you can be a fan of someone's music and you'll turn up on tour and all of a sudden they're there and you're like, oh, please don't be a dick, please don't be a dick. But they're <laughs> the exact same as you. They're the exact same. They are so, they're super, super lovely people, super passionate, super supportive. And you'll be, you'll just have the absolute best time for a weekend and then you won't see each other for maybe like a year. And all of a sudden, as soon as you see one another again, it's like no time back on whatsoever. Yeah. Straight back onto it. And it's such a lovely, lovely feeling. Such a lovely feeling that we've met so many amazing people on the road. So many amazing people, far too many to even name. That sounds amazing. Go too long. So it's yeah. a, it's definitely, it's definitely an enormous, uh, I guess, pro it's like it's something that i didn't conceive when we started it like these other boys had already been touring musicians and had built a lot of friendships on the road uh through perspectives and i had i'd never really played in a band i'd never really played live i'd never played in another uh city let alone sydney and uh yeah having that support network from other people i was just blown away absolutely blown away um well, we are ending our time together soon. Uh, unless you have anything else to share, I just wanted to hear what you guys are working on at the moment. Um, anything you want people to look out for? Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, listen to the extended 
release of uh, All Our Friends, our debut record. We got a bunch of our very, very uh, close, close friends to remix a bunch of the songs and what is already a fairly eclectic album, make it even more eclectic. <laughs> and so really leaning into that one. So yeah, that that's pretty much it from us. We're definitely going to be writing as much as we possibly can throughout this period and hopefully get some new music out soon and get on tour in January. Yeah, that will be, I'm sure that'll be amazing and definitely going to come up soon back to live performances. I hope so. Can't wait. Yeah, so. can't, can't wait. wait. Cannot wait. I can't wait to wake up on a Sunday morning and have my ears ringing again. <laughs> it's a feeling that I have missed so much. And I, you always <laughs> I, lose I'm your questioning voice. why I miss it, but God, I miss it. Do you guys use, lose your voice a lot from like being on stage or no? I, surprisingly, I don't. I think I've That's only good. ever lost my voice once on stage. And Merrick, you were in, um, you were in PA at the time. You're over in the US, but and it was only at the last. Um, it was only during the last ever show, uh, the last song of our show in Newcastle. So I, uh, yeah, I surprisingly no. I I definitely feel like I'm losing it more now because I'm not talking <laughs> to people as much. <laughs> I feel like my voice has been particularly croaky this entire interview. So. I know, you guys are <laughs> to rest after this conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is the first time I've spoken to anyone lo longer than 10 minutes throughout this entire lockdown. So, Get the tea and honey out, warm down. Yeah, get the tea and honey <laughs> out. Start doing those vocal warm downs. <laughs> 